Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, and welcome to the Don't Say Anything Until I Point dueling club. I'm Al. <laughs> and I'm Jen. Yes. And I tell him every time, don't say anything until I point, because we have to get, for editing purposes, we have to get a... A, a noise co- profile of the room. Yes. Oh, so how are you? I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, how's life going? Not bad. Yeah? What's going on with you? I haven't seen you in like a week. That is the case almost always. Um, nothing. Just working, living, that kind of stuff. Work is ridiculously difficult at the moment. We... Yeah. So we work in an industry where we end up having to be we're we're super busy in june like ridiculously busy in june and i just started my new job two months ago and i'm still ridiculously busy yep so how is it that i'm still new and i'm as busy at this job right now as i was at my old job so that's fun yeah a lot of uh the most high vault, the, the, the highest volume, that's the one. Yes. Uh, June and December. Yes. Well, no, it ends up being June, March, December, September. That's the order in which the quarters are busy. Yes. Yes. So, that's that. that. My anniversary was this week. My two-year anniversary. I know, I saw. With the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I love you, babysito. Oh, no, please don't. I just said it once. No, I hate it. Whatever. Um, We ended up going out yesterday and spending the whole day just us doing random stuff um, in New York City. It was great. We had actual buns from a, <clears throat> from a Chinese bakery. Awesome. Um, Bows are good. Yes. We, uh, and at night, we went and had sushi. Sushi's good. It was fantastic. Yeah. One of these days, you and I will go to the sushi place. I care less for the sushi. I want to go to the all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. We will do that as well. Okay. Um, so, I have some tips for you that I've been finding out about the Harry Potter store. My nose is stupid. Continue. Okay. So, it doesn't open until 10, but you have to be there at by 7... To scan this little QRC code that they have on a sign that they only take out at 7 to enter in their digital queue to be able to go into the store. You have to do this. If you do not do this and try to go later on, you may get turned away. Okay. So, so we're on very early. Yes. Okay. Um... The, the, you sign in, you do the thing for the queue, you say how many people are going, and you put in your phone number, and it tells you that it'll text you when it's time for you to come in. So you can literally drive there, go do the queue, leave. Wow. That's our sister. Um, and then, um, like, go get breakfast or something. I would say we should probably just go to, like, an Asian bakery and get the buns and stuff, because oh. we'll like that. 
we both like those. Obviously, yeah. Um, and then drive back to the vicinity and just sit there until... In, in your car. In the car. Yeah. Sit there in the car until we, we get, get the, the text message. Okay. And then pay for parking and go. Okay, smart. So, I'm just saying it's that... It'll be after we get fully vaccinated. So if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're not, they will ask you to please wear one. Um, so that means that they bring my card. Yes, I would. I will. Okay. Um, and make sure you wear comfortable shoes. Make sure your phone is fully charged. I was going to bring like two power banks so we can also like record stuff as well. Yes. Because I don't have a GoPro. And expensive phone. Same thing. Yeah. And. Oh, there are scannable um, things in the store. You have to get 10 of them. If you get 10 of them, when you go to pay at the register, they give you a free pin. So I just... Yep. And they do not have... They do not have free shopping bags. You can get the... You can buy the bags from them. You can buy a tote for like four bucks from them. Or you can get their paper bags that still say Hogwarts, the Harry Potter store, and you know they they are marketed for the store, and they cost like fifteen cents a piece. I'd probably get a tote like a couple of those bags. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, you well, can't. My, my shopping list is if everything goes to plan, mm-hmm. which it will not go to plan because it's not how life works. The top of the list is having my personally written Hogwarts letter for like a thousand bucks. You're crazy. But that one is like, you know, like things are penciled in or penned into your list. Yes. Oh, sorry. It's not even penciled in. It's a it's a dream right now. Yeah, exactly. The, gotcha. the realistic stuff is getting my Gryffindor personalized trunk. Mm-hmm. Getting the exclusive um, snitch wand. Okay. And getting my personalized wand. Okay. They also, from what I've oh, seen... Oh, and a lot of uh, chocolate rock stuff. Okay. From what I've seen, they also have wands for pretty much everybody there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to get, I don't know, Professor McGonagall's wand, yeah. you can. They have Yeah. They have, like, every character wand you can imagine. They have house-specific wands that are, like... Yes. Um, um, how, do, how, do I, how do I even put it? Because it's really hard to say, like, oh, yeah, it's a Gryffindor one. Like, what makes a Gryffindor one? Yeah. So, right now, they only have two floors. They're talking about opening up the third floor. Um, they had, like, four. Because the elevator had four floors. So, right now, they only have two floors open. Okay. They're talking about opening up the third floor later this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be there? I don't know. I mean, they could have so much. Yes. Yes, they could. Oh, I hope the Butterbeer bar isn't, like, super expensive. It's going to be super expensive. It's, like, $10 for a 10-ounce cup of Butterbeer in a collectible cup. That's not the worst thing ever. And it tastes like champagne cola with a little bit, from what I've read, it tastes like champagne cola with a little splash of butterscotch to it. And they put whipped cream on it delicious well really there's like other things they serve there too i mean like cupcakes am i really about to drop like a hundred to two hundred dollars on i would say probably i would say when we go yeah um be be prepared to spend like five hundred dollars well actually you know what no on the trunk is like 300 by itself that 
Depending on what else you plan on. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's in New York. We can go whenever. True. So you don't have to break the bank that's this what, time? That's what I was say. This time, I'm... Okay. I've decided. Hold on a second. Yes. Hold on. What? Nothing. We'll see. Okay. Um, his, what was, what else is going on? Oh yeah, well, work, work sucks. And we're going through a heat wave right now. And the funny thing is that at work, my, my department has people living in all different areas. So the people on the West Coast, they literally just had ridiculously hot weather last week and we're getting it this week. So I swear we keep switching weather. Like, they send it to us, and then we send it back to them. Okay. It's um, weather volleyball. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, getting back to Harry Potter. um, We are in Season 4, Episode 40. And we're actually at Episode 99 overall of of the podcast. So, we're getting there. Next episode is 100. Woohoo! You could yee-haw or something. Yee-haw. Okay, then. So, so recap of last episode was Death Eater showed up. And we find out that they're basically all of the people we kind of thought they were. So, Lucius Malfoy, Avery, Crab, Goyle... Pretty much all of the people who give Harry a hard time at Hogwarts, their parents, Death Eaters. And we got the the typical villain overview of this is what's happened and now I'm going to hurt you. And that's where we left off. Does that sound about right? Yep, sounds right. Alright, so... We are at chapter 34, Priori Incantatum. Do you want to, or should I? You should. Okay. As ordered, Wormtail removes Harry's gag and cuts his his bonds. Remember, he was tied up to Tom Riddle Sr.'s uh, gravestone to perform the spell to bring to give Voldemort back his body. Um, Harry considers running, but his leg is still injured from the acromantula in the maze. And he's too weak to really get away. And the Death Eaters are closing in. So he can't really go anywhere. Um, So Wormtail retrieves Harry's wand the way he was asked to. And as Voldemort explains dueling etiquette, he forces Harry to bow. Which, honestly, kind of messed up. Or really messed up. Why would you force someone to bow to you when you know that that's the absolute last thing they want to do? Voldemort casts the Cruciatus Curse on Harry. Uh... Pushing up uh, unbelievable pain upon him. Uh, Voldemort then casts Imperious Curse and is impressed when Harry resists it. As Voldemort raises his wand again, Harry ducks behind Tom Riddle Sr.'s gravestone. 
which I would think would infuriate Voldemort to no end because not only did his dad have want nothing to do with him in his life, but now his dad is the reason why, or his dad's grave is the reason why Harry gets away from him right now? No? I don't think that that's even a consideration for him. He just wants to kill Harry to prove that he's still powerful. Not true. Voldemort asks if Harry wants to wants to end it quickly. Harry, refusing to die while crouched subserviently, raises and casts the disarmament jinx. Expelliarmus. As Voldemort hurls the killing curse. Can I just say that all of the memes out there that are like, Harry only knows one one curse. I think I already talked to you about Yeah, this. we said it last episode. It's ridiculous. So the thing is, is that th- this is my um, take on it. Harry knows a multitude of spells. He knows how to do reducto impedimenta, uh, stupefy. He can do Asio just... or Accio, whatever. Yeah, he can do a lot of different spells, but it's his character to show that he doesn't want to harm people. He doesn't want to blast them backwards. He doesn't want to, like I said, just cause any kind of harm. So he does Expelliarmus because they lose their ability to harm him while also being disabled. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So I think people are going, oh, that's all he can do. No, it's all he chooses to do because he could aptly stun people, blast them into, backwards into the terrain or the environment or a wall or what, what have you. But he's not the kind of person to want to actively harm people. No, he just doesn't want to be harmed. So he's going to do what he can to stop the situation yeah. which is taking their wand yep that's that's exactly it anyway um the wand streams connect in midair fusing into a single golden beam harry and voldemort are lifted into the air and set down some distance away a dome of golden light surrounds them voldemort taken aback by this orders the theaters to do nothing harry hears a familiar sound a phoenix song it reminds Harry of Dumbledore and seems to say, uh, don't break the connection. Beads of golden light appear on the wand's connection. As, ha- as one approaches Harry, he feels his wand heat up and fears it will explode. Concentrating, he forces the bead away, moving it towards Voldemort. As a bead reaches Voldemort's wand, screams are heard, and a smoky replica of Wormtail's silvery hand appears. Another bead is forced into Voldemort's wand, and amid screams, Cedric's ghostly image emerges from Voldemort's wand. Oh, I I don't think I'd be ready as an adult to see my my friend or my my classmate, my coworker in my example, come who just died in front of me, come out of someone's wand. I think so. I think that Harry begrudgingly sees Cedric as, number one, his better, older, um, same position in Quidditch, but he's beaten him. Last year, he beat him. Yeah, but we already talked about that. It's more of a subconscious... Yeah, but still, it's a a subconscious thing. Um, He's dating the girl that Harry wishes he could date, took her to the Yule Ball that Harry asked asked to take her to, and she declined. Yeah. Well, she declined because Cedric had already asked her and she accepted Cedric's. 
But this is all like subconscious stuff. Yeah. But I think that Harry views him as begrudgingly again as a friend, not someone that he can conf- not a close friend like Ron, but someone that he is aware of that he can rely on. Yeah. Because Harry gave him important information, Cedric followed it back with more important information, and they helped each other in the maze. Okay, fair that, enough. That is, that is the beginnings of friendship. Yeah, but wouldn't it scare the ever-loving fluff out of you? Harry's if... seen ghosts. Harry's seen ghosts in the castle. Yeah, so but it's, it's not, not the same as seeing somebody no, who it's just not. died. He, no, no, no. He didn't just die. He was murdered. I... He just saw this person be murdered, and then he immediately sees them again as a ghost. It's a little freaky, but it's not outside of the realm of possibilities. Okay. So I think that Harry isn't like super shouldn't shouldn't be super spooked, but again he's a fourteen year old, so very well he could be. Who who was who just saw somebody murdered in front of him, who was then saw the great the the most evil wizard of all time. Well, who was then essentially snatched up and bound to a tombstone, a headstone and then forcibly injured to bring back the the worst wizard ever. And then on top of that, then this dark, powerful wizard, his followers came out of hiding, essentially, and said, oh, we're here. We support you. We never really renounced you. We're big old baddies. I mean, I think the scariest part of all that is this dark wizard who just came back wants to murder him. Well, that as well. I think that's the big part. Because a bad person won't necessarily do anything bad to you. Unless they want to. But if they want to. Yeah. Then then it's a problem. Yeah. Then it's a a little little bit bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, And I was just going to read something and I think I lost it. Harry grips his wand tightly as, amidst more screams, Cedric is joined by an old man. That Harry saw in a dream, and then Bertha oh, Jorkins. yes. So, this is where it is. More screams of pain from the wand, and then something else emerged. Um, an old man Harry had seen only in a dream was now pushing himself out of the end of the wand, just as Cedric had done. And his ghost, or his shadow, or whatever it was, fell next to Cedric's and surveyed Harry and Voldemort and the golden web and the connected wands with mild surprise leaning on his walking stick. He was a real wizard then, the old man said, his eyes on Voldemort. Killed me, that one did. You fight him, boy. It's like, aw, Frank, right? I think his name is Frank, yeah. Yeah, Frank, you're kind of awesome. You were like, oh, he was real. Okay, he wasn't talking <laughs> crap. He was actually a wizard. You fight him. You you avenge me, basically. It wasn't even that. It's just don't lose to him. Yeah. Frank doesn't really... The thing is that we get a lot of this backstory on Frank in the book. Yes. Uh, we're reviewing the book. Because we read it. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Harry did not. Yes. So. Could you imagine if there was a book about you that you could read? That's what happened in Supernatural. I don't know if, yeah, yeah, if people. Comic, right? Yeah. The um, written by. What was oh, his name? Oh, the written by the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual story. What, um, it wasn't I don't, Felicia Day. No, it was by the sure. guy. I don't remember his name, though. I don't know either. Uh, it was like... It, let me see. Let me see. Books written... Oh, let me go back up to Frank the, while you're looking that up. Yes. Um, so Frank is a war veteran. 
I don't recall if he had a wife. No? No. I don't... It said that he didn't... He never... No, he said, my wife is waiting for me. My wife knows I'm here. And it's like, you're not married. No one knows you're here. We we know that you're alone. He could have had a wife and she already passed away because he's old. But let's not... Anyway. Um, he lives in a town where everyone hates him. Uh, he's, he sort of, like, lives through it all, kind of. He's been the, the social pariah. He's been, um, sort of viewed as not a good person, but he himself knows that he's not a bad person. And, uh, he's lived, like, a full life, so he doesn't necessarily care about being avenged. But he sees this kid, and he's like, no, I, I... I would. I don't want that to happen to you. Oh, that would be my thought, at least, at a ripe old age. Chuck, sorry, that's who wrote the books. They were called. Um, they were called. It was actually a series of books called Supernatural. Yeah. And it's written by Chuck, who we find out is actually like a seer or a prophet or or basically has a a, a whatever into heaven. Yes. So he writes these books that are about their lives, but it's like also showing future events or current events as they're happening and has some future stuff written into it. So could you imagine if Harry had something similar happen to him and he was like, oh, let me pick up this book. It has my name on it. It says Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. What? What? (laughs) And he knows what's happening. That would be so cool. But we had the books. Yes. He did not. No, he didn't. So again, I, I think Frank cares less about vengeance than making sure Harry survives. He's an old man. He, he lived a long life. At, yeah, he was yeah. in the at some point. Probably sooner rather than later. Just saying. Oh my goodness. Poor and, Frank. And Harry's just a kid. Yeah. Like, you know, get him. Get him. But, you know, maybe it's like 20% vengeance, 80% survival. Survive this kid. Like, you need, you deserve it. You didn't live a life. Yeah. It reminds me of an episode of Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. where April, she's still an intern, mm-hmm. and there's a crazed husband of a patient who passed away who's in there with a gun trying to oh, find trying stop. to find Derek. And she's like, My name is April. I, I, I grew up on a farm. I haven't I haven't lived. I haven't I haven't been loved. I haven't been with a man. Like, I haven't done any of these things. I'm a baby. Please don't hurt me. And he tells oh, her I have, to run. I have, I have parents. That, yeah. That hold it, that, that's just to humanize yourself against someone who is having a psychotic episode. Yeah, it's to help. Yeah, obviously. But that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Where it's like... Frank wants him to live because he hasn't done those things. Because he's 14 years old. He has all of these things ahead of him. Ahead of him so he he needs to fight. Yeah. And again, there might be some vengeance there. A little bit. Like 20% vengeance, 80% live. No, I'm, like I'm, 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 I'm going to push it up to 30. 30, 30, 30%, 30%, 30% yeah. vengeance? Yeah. Okay. Because I think he's shocked I mean, that he was a real me, I'd be like, yo, get the hacker. True. Okay. Um, Fair enough. By the way, this next part, there in the um, there's a misprint version. Yes. That Harry's mother comes out. Um, well, so Bertha Jorkins, I cut you off before when Bertha uh, Jorkins comes out next. Yes. And she actually says, "Don't let go now. 
Don't let him go, Harry. Don't let go. So, I mean, Bertha Jorkins must have known James Potter. Because Sirius knew her, right? Um, he mentions, oh, I remember her. When we were at school, she was super smart. She was great with gossip. I think it's something more to do with if the spell is broken, they're back into a fight now. Yes, but she calls him by name. That's what I'm talking Who, about. Bertha him? says Harry. Um, she says, "Don't let go. Don't you? Don't let him get you, Harry." That's what she says. So it's like Bertha Jorkins doesn't know who he is. She knows of him, obviously, but she didn't see him ever in life. So I'm assuming. That feels like an inconsistency, but can also be chalked up to, I guess, death giving you the ability extra to information. Just, yeah, basically. Well, and again, I'm I'm saying, they went to school together. He looks like the spitting image of James, except for his eyes. But so she maybe she's like, oh, that's Harry. But they they weren't close, because Sirius only mentions school. It never mentions afterlife, so they're not friends or anything. Right, but if they went to school together and you know that his son was the boy who lived because he's the famous Harry Potter. I mean, true. She can, I'm pretty sure that she could put two and two together and be like, oh, that looks like that guy James that I went to school with. James yeah, that, Potter. Oh, that's Harry. That, that was a quick recognition then. So that, that's yes. why it's a little it's a little It's odd. a little inconsistent, but, but we're going to go with it. But again, you can just chalk it up to like, again, when you're a ghost, who's to say that? You're not just floating around. Now I know everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. at, at least if, if you're not a ghost, but you're deceased, I don't know, maybe, maybe she was floating around the scene because she's like low-key haunting Voldemort because, you know, he murdered her. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hate you. I hate you. So I have the inconsistency here. Okay. On in the version of the book that oh, the PDF okay. that I have. Where Bertha is telling him, Hold on, your father is coming. Yeah, yeah. I have the inconsistency. Because it's going by order. Yes. But in reverse. Yes. So it should be um James should be the last. Yes. And and JK actually mentioned this that Oh my, it was a mistake. Yeah. We re we we reprinted with the correction later on. Yeah. But there are some things that have the old. Yep. Um, so basically what ends up happening is I also think that her what his mother says to him is so much more impactful that it has to be last. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um His mother, as if I don't know her name is Lily. Well, Lily's message to him is more impactful. So, it says, and he came, talking about his father. First his head, then his body. Tall and untidy haired like Harry. The smoky shadowy form of James Potter blossomed from the end of Voldemort's (coughs) wand. Fell to the ground and straightened like his wife. Okay, but... I'm confused. The PDF is is very, like... My PDF is going everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So, Bertha's there. She straightens. Your father's coming. So, it's not actually Bertha who says it. 
So it says, and now another head was emerging from the tip of Voldemort's wand. So I have the correction. Okay. And Harry knew when he saw it who it would be. He had known from the moment he saw Cedric that she would be there because the woman was the one he thought of more than any other tonight. The smoky shadow of a young woman with long hair fell to the ground as Bertha had done, straightened up and looked at him. And Harry, his arms shaking madly now, looked back into the ghostly face of his mother. She's the one who says, your father's coming. And she says it gently. Mm -hmm. uh, Hold on for your father. It would be all right. It will be all right. Hold on. And then his father shows up. He came, first his head, then his body. Um, shadowy form of James Potter blossomed from the end of Voldemort's wand, fell to the ground and straightened like his wife. He walked close to Harry, looking down at him, and he spoke in the same distant, echoey voice of the others, but quietly, so that Voldemort, his face now livid with fear as his victims prowled around him, could not hear. That must be scary for well, Voldemort. So... We don't know this fully yet. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of a spoiler. It's not a huge spoiler. It's it's about It's a tiny bit. It's about something about to do with Voldemort, but no details. So the thing that Voldemort fears the most is death. We've already talked about that though. Yeah, because he's ish. constantly talking about I conquered death. Why would you need to conquer it if you weren't afraid of it? That's the thing, is that it's it's expanded upon later. Yes. So, it, it, it's actually a thing where it's like, he fears death yes. later. But, like, we're bringing it forward now because it's important to know that's why he looks scared. Yes. Is because he fears death and retribution for death. And he killed all these people. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, his dad whispers to him, when the connection is broken, we will linger for only moments, but we will give you time. You must get to the port key. It will return you to Hogwarts. Do you understand, Harry? Yes, he gasps. And then we hear Harry whispered the figure of Cedric. Take my body back, will you? Take my body back to my parents. I will, said Harry. His face screwed up with the effort of holding the wand. And I think a little bit from not wanting to cry. I'm close. Right? It's like your friend who was murdered in front of you says, Hey, I'm like, he basically does the whole look I'm above talking about dying. Just please take my body back to my parents so that they have something so that they can get some sort of. I don't, I don't want to say closure because I don't think you could ever get closure no. from losing somebody you love, especially if it's your child. But, like, understanding, like, if Harry had gone back without Cedric's body, Mm -hmm. his parents would have been like, what happened? What do you mean? And no explanation would have been enough. But I have a question, then. A little bit of a spoiler for the next book. Tread lightly. It's tiny. Okay. So, obviously Harry survives this encounter because there's more books. Yes, we know that. We're not going to pretend yeah, it's not come true. Come on. Yeah. Because otherwise they would be named something other than Harry Potter and. Exactly. Um, and we know that Harry's going to tell everyone that Voldemort is back. Obviously. Okay. Um, it's a little bit slower than the next book. People don't believe him. Right? Okay. 
what do you think Cedric's parents feel? I would be so livid that if anybody goes, I knew would question what happened if I had my child's body that I'm sure they buried. And people are like, nope, never happened. Fake news. What? But then, what? It's just like, how can they believe Harry? I mean, they have Cedric's body. Well, of course, everybody... So the kids learn this year what it looks like for somebody to have died from the killing curse. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's no they, mark. They can confirm that. You, they can confirm yeah. that he was killed by the killing yes. curse. Period. So they can also, because per what we're learning from this. Oh, well, we also know. From this very chapter. No, no, no. We learned from it. And we learned chapter. it from earlier yeah. in this book mm-hmm. that they can cast a spell on your wand to see what the previous spells cast by it were. Yep. So what if they do that to Harry's wand, they're going to see the last spell he cast was an Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus, my yes. bad. Um, and then the one before that was him learning how to do things. No, fighting the Acromantula. Yeah, it, it would have been the things he did in the maze. Yeah, none of it. the Acromantula, four yeah. points, the stupefy, all that stuff. None of it was a Nevada Cadavera. Yeah. None of it. So his parents will know, because I'm sure there's going to have to be an investigation. All they'll know is that someone else killed their son. Yes, but if Harry is saying, I didn't do it, and And the magic supports it, they can prove it. Voldemort did it. But that's like, oh no, I didn't kill that person, the boogeyman did. That's what it amounts to. Because they think that Voldemort is gone, they think he's dead. Yes and no. The general populace believes because, he's dead. Yes, but if they're smart enough to believe Albus Dumbledore, because Dumbledore, I'm sure, is going to back up Harry. Naturally. Why, if they're smart enough to believe him for everything else he's ever said, why not believe him for this? Because it's better to have an explanation than to have an unknown when you're dealing with something as horrific as m- the murder of your loved one. True. From what I've seen in episodes of the first 48 and forensic uh, cold files and this and that, family members of murdered, of murder victims, they just want an answer. They just want to know what happened so that they can learn to live with it. Because it's the uncertainty that hurts more than anything else. So if they're given the the answer of, I didn't murder him, he was murdered by a dark wizard. And it then can be they proven can, to a slight degree. They, it can be at least halfway proven that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Then even if it eats away at them for the rest of their life that their child is no longer there, they can feel some sort of comfort that they understand that something happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that I just, I just always wondered how his parents felt after the fact. Oh, because, I'm sure. Because we get more about them in the next, not the next chapter, chapter after. Yeah. Where the the winnings of the trial yeah. have to be given. Yeah. I would think that there is nothing that is going to be able to console them. Yeah, no, no. Not 
not for a long while. Well, but having an thing. answer helps. It's a very common thing, a common saying or sentiment that burying one's child is like yeah. the hardest thing a parent can do. Yes. So, um, his father whispers to him, I'm going back to this because I need to not think about that anymore because I'm about to start crying. Um, His father whispers to him, do it now. Be ready to run. Do it now. And then Harry yells now. And he did because he didn't think he could hold it for another moment anyway. Um, He pulls his wand upwards with an almighty wretch. The golden thread breaks, the cage of light vanishes, the phoenix song dies, and the shadowy figures of Voldemort's victim do not disappear. They are closing in upon Voldemort, shielding Harry from his gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading it at this point because we're about to be done. Yeah. So uh, well, there's, yeah, there's a lot. Um, and Harry ran as he had never run in his life, knocking two stunned Death Eaters aside as he passed. He zigzagged behind headstones, feeling their curses following him, hearing them hit the headstones. He was dodging curses and graves, pelting toward Cedric's body, no longer aware of the pain in his leg, his whole being concentrated on what he had to do. That is crazy. But it makes sense. You know all those stories of, like, moms being able to lift super ridiculously heavy objects off of their trapped children? It's uh, adrenaline. Adrenaline will get it's, you every it's, it's time. It's for his, to save his life. And to honor his dead friend's last wish. Yeah. I'm happy that I came to that conclusion because I've never really associ- I never really made that association that Harry and Cedric were friends. And again, they're not the closest people. But I think that if Cedric had survived, they would have been friends. Yeah. I think they would have it it it's basically for lack of a better word uh, or phrase, trauma bonding. Yeah, no, it is. They would, they're the only ones, they're four people who under him, Cedric, Flora, and Crum mm-hmm. are the only four who understand what it is to be a Triwizard champion mm-hmm. and to go through the craziness that they went through. Um, Which so, is why Harry and later, Crum, Harry and Crum later. Because Crumb comes back. Yes. Spoiler. Well, of course. Really. Well, once they introduce people, they never really leave. True. Um, they are... Yeah. Sort of congenial towards each other. Because they experience something that only four people, mm-hmm. three alive now, have experienced. Too soon? Well, to My be bad. Fair, to be fair. Never mind. Because... Yeah, no. So, okay. But Flora is also congenial yeah. towards Harry. Yes. So... Again, it is it is kind of like a, a weird bonding thing. Even though they're not close now, it's something that only they have experienced. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we hear, stun him, Voldemort screams, 10 feet from Cedric. Harry dived behind a marble angel to avoid the jets of red light and saw the tips of its wings shatter as the spell hit it. So he's in pain. Yes. He's got a bum leg. He basically just witnessed a murder and was tortured. And almost murdered himself. Then saw his dead parents come back and tell him, we got you. Dude, I can't even imagine. And his dead friends say, take my body back. That whirlwind of emotion must be insane. And he's running for his life. Yep. 
because people are actively trying to kill him. Well, if he's hit by one stunner, it's over. Yeah. Um, impedimenta, he bellows, pointing his wand wildly over his shoulder as the Death Eaters run, are running at him. From a muffled yell, he thought he had stopped at least one of them, but there was no time to stop and look. He jumped over the cup and dived as he heard more wands blast behind him. More jets of light flew over his head as he fell, stretching out his hand to grab Cedric's arm. Stand aside! I will kill him! He is mine! shrieked Voldemort. Harry's hand had closed on Cedric's wrist. One tombstone stood between him and Voldemort, but Cedric was too heavy to carry, and the cup was out of reach. Uh, Voldemort's red eyes flamed into the darkness. Harry saw his mouth curl into a smile, saw him raise his mind. Asio wand. Sorry, my bad. Asio, Akio, however you want to say it. Uh, Harry yelled, pointing his hand at the Triwizard Cup. It flew into the air and soared toward him. Harry caught it by the handle. He heard Voldemort scream of fury at the same moment that he felt the jerk behind his navel that meant that the pork he had worked. It was speeding him away in a world of wind and color, and Cedric along with him. They were going back. Yeah. See, he knows another spell, people. Hey, listen, you know what? If I was Harry, I would have taken that second. I'd be like, who'd I hit? Yeah, but then you might be dead. Listen, sometimes gloating about something. No, 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 no. No, not when it's life and death. True, true, true. But yeah, he's he's on his way back. With the corpse of his friend. Oh, after having almost been killed multiple times. Yeah. Like, this is a heavy chapter. I need pizza to make this better. Let's we're, go. Yeah, we're going to go now. <laughs> also... We didn't mention it, but today is like a little party for nephew's graduation-ish thing. Yeah, he graduated kindergarten, and I know it's halfway like a participation trophy Please. for kindergarten, but he's the only nephew we have, and let's just enjoy these little moments with him. Yes. So we got all the stuff he likes, like plain cheese pizza. Who just eats plain cheese Can pizza? Imagine? Like, that's your thing? Anyway, um... There's a reason why pepperoni is the number one topping in the United States. I'm just saying. And fried chicken from KFC. like Specifically. Specifically from KFC. Um, yeah. So we're going to enjoy that. Yep. And then Hope we'll you come back. This. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll get it tomorrow. Fine. But yeah. And then maybe we'll come back and record another one. Because yeah. that's our 100th episode. Yep. Well, this is 99. Hope you enjoy 99 before we hit the the big milestone. Yes. And like, Voldemort's back. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I don't know. Just... <laughs> Voldemort's back. Ew. No, the funny thing is that Voldemort, like, I don't know. He's just like such a douche. And, and he's like every other villain. Let me tell you my villainous plan. But he got all the way through it. He did. All right. He, did, he didn't get thwarted. He did it. I mean, he didn't get to kill he Harry got, Potter. No, he got thwarted at the end. Like, he got 99% of his plan yeah. off. Like, yeah. it was great. And then that 1%, that last little step of, oh, and kill Harry Potter, didn't happen. Stumble. <laughs> like all villains. He, he fumbled the ball on that one. Yes. Off we go for pizza and fried chicken. Bye. Bye. I'm hungry.
Thank you.